0: Hey, it's Chell.
1: And Josh. And welcome Welcome to to the Unstuck Unstuck Institute.
0: Institute. Stuck in a day job you hate? Not sure how to start and grow your own business?
1: The Unstuck Institute podcast is all about helping you take your next step on the road to working for yourself. We are so excited to bring not one, but two Joshes to the podcast today. We got a Josh all the way from Toronto, Canada, who hosts the Solopreneur Grind podcast. Josh is a solopreneur. He runs his own law firm by day while interviewing dozens of other successful solopreneurs by night. The podcast is focused on content that helps others through the grind of starting and growing your own company because of how difficult and lonely achieving solopreneur business success can be. Welcome to the podcast, Josh Shacknow.
2: Thanks, Josh, for having me. And and like you said in your first email, I love your first name. Really appreciate uh, Really appreciate the two of you having me on.
1: Quality first name. Don't feel <laughs> left out, child. You have a good name, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm not left out. It's all going to be fine. We're good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Three questions.
0: So we're going to start things a little bit differently with our three questions. What would your last meal be?
2: My last meal would be steak cooked, cooked medium with probably mashed potatoes and mac and cheese on the side. Nice.
0: Okay. So this will take you out of Toronto a little bit. So what's, what's your bucket list vacation destination?
2: Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I think right now it's New Zealand. There, there's a bunch of other countries I've I still would love to go to a, a couple in Europe I haven't been to. I'd really like to go to Greece and Croatia, but uh, I've never been to kind of that part of the world around you know New Zealand, Australia. I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, and knowing all the. You know, knowing how much of that movie was filmed there and how much of it is still, I believe, like set up and, and how you can go visit the Shire and stuff like that. I'm, I'm going to go super nerdy on this answer and go New Zealand.
1: Cool. That, I think that's, that's a great
2: answer. <laughs> I agree 100%.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then last question. What is your favorite hobby that doesn't make you money?
2: So, I think this is a half cheat of an answer because it kind of does, but I don't do it. Well, I kind of, anyways, my answer is reading, but I was reading long before I was even reading nonfiction to help me now make money. So so the reason, I, if I can explain that a little bit further, I've been reading my whole life. Growing up, I mostly read a lot of fiction, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, you know, all the fantasy and, and that type of fiction. John Grisham, I read a lot of et cetera, et cetera. Now I read a lot of nonfiction around business, around personal development, self-help, uh, that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of not abiding by the rules of your question because now it helps me, I would say, make money. But I, I read for the sake of enjoyment and, and learning. And I just so happen to now be reading stuff that helps me make money. I hope I'm not disqualified.
0: No, you're good. That's also probably our answer as well. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've heard, but that's all that we read too. So completely mm-hmm. understood.
1: <laughs> it's a common theme on this podcast <laughs> is reading nonfiction.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's probably a common theme amongst a lot of solopreneurs, entrepreneurs in general, is, is that uh, desire, that curiosity, that mm-hmm. uh, motivation to want to continue learning and, and get better. And reading is just, in my opinion, one of the easiest and best ways to do that, besides listening to podcasts, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of my – it's also a great way, at least for me, to unwind at the end of the day. So I read every night before bed, and uh, I find it, A, you're learning, B, I enjoy it, C, it knocks me the heck out, and I tend <laughs> to sleep really well uh, on average.
1: The Unstuck Institute podcast is supported by Fiverr. Every business needs a logo, but you don't need to spend big on a logo when you're just starting out. Get your brand started with a logo on your budget. Go to wwwunstuckinstitute forward slash Fiverr. That's unstuck.institute/f i v institute slash Fiverr. Okay, back to the show. So tell us about yourself, Josh. Tell us about your, your solopreneur business as well as the solopreneur grind and how you got to where you are.
2: Yeah. I mean, long story short is a little over two years ago, I was given a unique opportunity to start my own law practice basically under, you know, with, with an advisor. So a good friend of mine, his dad was semi-retired, but kind of bored and, and wanted to mentor a junior lawyer and pass on some clients and pass on some knowledge. And he said, start your own firm. You can use my name, you know, you can throw my name on the website. I'll help you, whatever, whatever and yes, and slowly kind of built that up into this pretty niche. And and I like to consider successful practice up in Canada, primarily helping companies sponsor foreign tech workers. What happened then was after about a year, I kind of got an itch to do a little bit more than just practice. I mean, being a lawyer has its pros and it has its cons. There's some you know, boring parts of it. it it's not like Suits and, and all the John Grisham novels I, I read growing growing up. <laughs> so I started Solopreneur Grind basically interviewing other people that were kind of like me in the sense that they were building their own business. It didn't have to be anything related to law. Actually, I, I haven't even had another lawyer on my show. Maybe that says something to me about how much I like law. But um, <laughs> a whole whack of other solopreneurs ranging from you know, coaches to authors, to athletes, to service business owners, you know, just like a whole slew of really cool people. Episode 54 just went live this week and uh, just started learning a lot, putting out more content. I, I also have a podcast where I just do myself, like a, it's it's just me talking about my kind of weekly takeaways and stuff like that. So I just, uh, I, I tend to be someone who thinks a lot and and I think I have a lot of decent information to share or I just felt like I wanted to get it out there and it's never been easier to start a podcast start a blog start creating content all that good stuff so I did that a little over a year ago that's still going strong and then about 6 months ago I started working as well on a, on an immigration tech company so there's a lot of innovation, as we know, thanks to technology happening in a whole slew of industries, it happens to be quite slow in law for a few reasons. A big reason being a lot of lawyers are older and, and kind of slow to adjust to technology. And no one has really done anything, at least in Canada, in the immigration space. So the last three, four months, I've been putting a lot of time and effort into a, an immigration tech startup that I'm working on. So that's kind of where I'm at. And, uh, again, it's really cool that you guys reached out and that we're able to have these cool conversations with other like-minded people.
1: That's awesome. So you're a, um, you're a serial entrepreneur is what you are.
2: Yeah. I, I think what's, what it's really going to come down to is I'm just going to keep starting stuff until a, they all fail or B one of them does really, really well and, and it's kind of like super fulfilling Uh, The law practice, it wasn't fulfilling me in the way that like it it wasn't going to become my life's work, right? Like building out a a big law firm after a few years of practicing, I just kind of knew that it it wasn't what I wanted to be doing into my 40s and 50s and 60s, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I'm really lucky because I had the experience of building that business and and working with a lot of cool clients and being able to support myself financially, working my own hours. And now I have the flexibility to try some other stuff and see what does and, and doesn't work and how, you know, I can kind of live my life and support myself in a way that makes me uh fulfilled, I guess, is the uh, is the key.
1: That's really cool. And yeah, I totally we have more in common than just our names because I also am running four <laughs> different businesses. Um <laughs> right. So, I am really just glad to have you on the podcast so I can learn from you. And I'm curious. Our number one question to all our guests is, "What is your key to success?" Especially with uh, having at least three major things you're going after.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's a, it's a tough question to answer. Not because I can't think of keys to success, because how do I narrow down so? Like, there's so many keys to success. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the other reason I think I've been lucky is I've been able to talk to or interview 53 other successful solopreneurs. And what the two of you might be able to relate to is that after a certain amount of episodes and talking to a certain amount of people, at least for me, I started to see themes emerge or I started to hear themes emerge. And, you know, when you have 50 plus successful solopreneurs on your show, you start to see and hear the common themes that everybody who is successful had to go through or had to do or had to try or had to implement. And, and so those have actually really stuck out to me, not just because of my own journey, but really highlighted because of the show, which I that was a benefit of starting a podcast. So we can get into that. It's a whole other conversation, right? The benefit of starting a podcast or starting a mm-hmm. blog or anything like that. But the one that I kind of expected, but didn't expect to be so awesome, for lack of a better word, is you learn a lot from other really cool people. And, uh, and I've learned a heck of a lot. So anyways, I'm going to get to your answering your question here and stop rambling. <laughs> but um, your ramble is interesting. It's fine. Can can I give three keys? Because I, I thought about this a little bit more. And there's really three keys that I can relate to. And that come up in almost every single guest that I've had on my show. Yeah. And so the first the first key is number one, solopreneurship and entrepreneurship in general, it takes a lot of hard work. And so I think the first key and, and these are ordered sequentially for a reason. The first the first key is to realize that entrepreneurship, solopreneurship, becoming successful at it is going to take a lot of time and effort. And you should make sure that you're in it for the right reasons and that it's the type of journey that you want to go down. Right. Because sure it sounds great and you see people on Instagram once they've gotten their level of success and they're, you know, standing in front of that car and this plane and whatever, but you don't see the years and the hours of of work that went into it behind the scenes. So number one, I'd say just have an honest conversation with yourself and Really make sure that the this, it's why my podcast is called the Solopreneur Grind podcast, because it's a grind, right? For good and for bad, but make sure that you are ready to take that on, right? There's nothing wrong with working a nine to five your whole life, not, not, at, not at all. Uh, and some people might prefer that. So just make sure you fit into the the that solopreneur boat. The second key to success that I think uh, everybody should really focus on at least in the middle stages, is to find a niche. And I say that for a few reasons. Number one is because it makes everything else in solopreneurship easier. First thing I realized when I started my own business was you wake up the next day and there's no boss, there's no manager, there's no instruction manual, right? You have a blank agenda open in front of you every single day of the week. How are you going to fill it, right? There's a million choices, there's a million strategies, a million tactics, a million things you can try. Which one do you do and how much time do you spend on it? And niching down will help you make those decisions much better, right? So when you're niche, when you know who you're targeting and what you're offering and what the people who you are targeting want and how they behave, it will help guide a lot of those other actions. Another quick few benefits to niching is that you quickly become really, really good at that one thing. And that means you work more efficiently. So it it doesn't take you as much time to actually provide the service, provide the product, build it, you know, market it, whatever, whatever. And then you become known as that guy or girl, right? You become known as the tech immigration lawyer in Canada. You become known as the, you know, whatever, cookie manufacturer in North Dakota, whatever it is, right? It doesn't matter what it is. But then when you do a good job, And people clearly know what your specialty is, and their friend then needs that thing, it's much easier for you to stand out in their head and on paper and on your website and everything like that. So it's very clear that people can kind of find you and things like that. I think that's really key
1: too, and a big uh, beginner's mistake is I feel like so many people I know that started out their own business the first time didn't want, they felt limited by trying to niche in a way that like, of course, I could serve everybody. Mm-hmm. But, and I, I'm definitely one of those people. I started out like, what? I could do everything related to IT and computer repair. Like, why would I stop myself short of da, 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 da? Mm-hmm. And, and then I've learned, like, over time to niche down. And I've been, like you're saying, way more successful, way more efficient. Um, and people are learning what to come to me for.
2: Exactly. And I was the same way, too, right? I started general immigration law. And I was talking to a whole bunch of people and then you got to know how to answer these questions about every area and it takes a lot more time, Mm -hmm. right? And effort and et cetera, et cetera. The, the, The quick addendum I'll make to that point is that you don't have to know your niche on day one. What I suggest is that you do a little bit of research and you test out maybe two to three different niches and you see which one sticks. And that's what I did kind of by accident um, because I, I was working with a business coach. Actually, I don't even know if I was working with a business coach at that point. It was more from the guidance of, of a friend of mine, where we decided to focus on, on these two areas, these two immigration applications around tech, right? So, so look for some signs for niches that might stand out, pick two or three of them, and then focus on those and see which stands out. So in my case, I was focused on these two applications. I wanted to kind of give them each a try and see what would happen. And one of them just far exceeded the other one in terms of the demand and the clients that kept wanting it and coming back and more and more and more. So you don't have to know your niche right away, but do put in some effort to test a couple and see which one kind of rears its head at you. Mm Um, The the last point I'll make, the last key to success, so once you've done the first two, right, make sure you're in it for the right reasons, test some niches, find the right one, is everybody I spoke, and this is like something that came out of almost every one of my guests' mouths, is you have to focus on creating value for people. That's ultimately what business is, right? You can call it whatever you want, business, company, revenue, income, throw all these big words out there. Ultimately, the only thing business is, Is solving people's problems and or creating value for them. If you can do one or two or one or both of those things, then eventually it might not happen overnight, but you're going to get people that are willing to pay you for it. And so a common theme is people will figure out their niche, find a way to add value within that niche, and then even offer that service to a few people for free. Because you can kind of hone your skills, get your confidence up, get those testimonials, start the referral snowball rolling. And then next thing you know, you have a whole bunch of people who like the you know, make sure you do it well, actually create value, you know, ethically, et cetera, et cetera. And next thing you know, you you could have this snowball rolling with referrals and testimonials and and that kind of stuff. So bit of a long answer, but hopefully it provides uh, some guidance to to those who are either haven't started yet or early starting out, maybe struggling. Uh, Yeah.
0: All of that's super impactful. So you've mentioned a couple of different opportunities you've had to either learn from a mentor, whether when you were starting your law practice, um, and then you also mentioned business coaches um, along the way. At what point do you feel like someone would be ready for that in their solopreneur journey? Or um, was there something that stuck out to you in your journey where you were like, I think I needed an extra hand or just some additional guidance?
2: Yeah, it's a really good question. I, I think my initial thought, which is a cop out is it depends right on the person and the situation. But to answer your question a little bit more specifically, I got my business coach after about six months of starting my firm. And the reason for that was, I just felt, well, for a few reasons. I, I felt lonely, number one, and I talk about this a lot in solopreneur grind, especially on my blog and, and when I vlog and stuff like that. One of the biggest challenges, and I, I'd be interested to hear if the two of you would agree, is when you're when you are a solopreneur, you're spending a lot of time by yourself. And you're dealing with a lot by yourself, right? You don't have a boss or coworkers per se, or a lot of other people to kind of help shoulder a lot of the pressure, right? And so, just that in and of itself, I just found like it's almost like I wanted a, a business therapist, so to speak. I love that to to have that sort of help in in my corner. And then the second thing was kind of going back to what I said earlier you could do a million things at any minute of the day, right? Like should the three of us be working right now, right? Like that's a question that I always kind of have in my head is how do you optimize every minute of your day, 365, right? And I didn't know all those answers. I don't know, I still don't know barely any of those answers, but I figured if I had a business coach, then he or she would be able to provide me a little bit more guidance. So I will say if you can afford it, and you're on your own and especially if it's your first time then give it a try you know i found my business coach on reddit and most of them give a free you know like 20 30 minute kind of spiel so you can talk to them and see if you have that connection right so you have nothing to lose you'll hopefully get some good advice and you'll quickly be able to tell whether you kind of click with that person or not and whether they know what they're talking about
1: yeah i totally agree with you on the uh solopreneurship is lonely. I, I started my business in my spare bedroom. Mm -hmm. And so my wife would leave for work and, and then she'd come back. and (laughs) That would be my day of like people interaction some days, um, depending Mm -hmm. on the day. I mean, I have a service-based business, so there's a lot more personal interaction, especially now that I built up my clientele. But, um, very quickly, I was able to, uh, move into an office space with, another uh, it person and we co-opt the space and even though he doesn't shoulder the burden of my business at all and i don't really shoulder the burden of his uh just having a uh, someone to say hey how's it going to in the morning really really helps a lot mm-hmm. and i think you know i i lucked out in a very specific situation but i think that's what co-working spaces are all about too when you have the regulars come through
2: yeah i find just just the act of being in a room with other like like-minded and motivated people it has a big it has a big uh, effect just just day to day right you might not be able to pinpoint why or that feeling at any given minute but i can definitely tell you as someone who's spent the majority of the last 2 years working from home so so probably 70% of it working from home it can be tough it can be tough, and it's a difference like night and day. When you can go into an office, I'm, I'm out of a co-working space right now, and it's it's totally night and day. Just being surrounded by other people working away, friendly. You know, you can have a coffee with someone, you can chat with someone, even just for five minutes here and there, and and just be reminded that there's other human beings uh, out there as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: The the last thing I'll say is that uh, I I know my first key was kind of you know maybe a little slap in the face-ish about like figuring out whether solopreneurship is right for you, but I actually think there's never been a better time for it to be right for more people, right? Um, I'm I'm sure many of your listeners might be nine-to-fivers thinking about pulling the trigger, wanting more, not pulling the trigger literally, pulling the trigger figuratively on, (laughs) on a new career move. And it's never been easier, right? So part of it is don't overthink it too much, do what I you know. Take the three pieces of advice. Keep it super basic and and try something. Right? Maybe you just want to start a podcast. Maybe you just want to start a blog. Start it and see what happens. Right? I so solopreneur grind. It's been it's been 14 months now. 54 podcast episodes. I have a blog. I have a YouTube vlog. Um, I've met more pe- cool people than I could have imagined. That I still keep in touch with. All of that started just because I wanted to. Start a podcast, right? And then you you never know what can come from there. So, take positive action, and don't necessarily worry about the result. As long as you're not like going into you know going into huge debt or anything like that, and you never know what can come out of it. Usually, good stuff comes out of it.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's what we call real talk on this on this episode or in this podcast.
2: You gotta have a gotta have a little bit of real talk, right? <laughs> Absolutely, it's, it's not just a fantasy land of like
1: working for yourself. I don't have a boss, yay! <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and and that that's really what I so really the, the the reason I started my podcast is actually if we're going deeper and and staying real, it's because a lot of the content out there is all of the millionaires and and interviewing other millionaires, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what I thought was lacking was Joe Schmoes and Schmoettes, like the three of us, uh, talking about what it's like going through the grind, right? And what it's like to maybe, like we're not all going to make tens of millions of dollars, but a lot of people are making six figure, you know, high five figures, low six figures because of businesses they've built themselves. And now they can live on their own time and build something that they love and i think it's awesome and more people should learn how to do that and and the first way that i learn how to do stuff typically is i start reading about how other successful people had done it in the past so I was like you know what i'm just going to start interviewing other people that uh are doing well and hopefully other people and myself can learn from it and and we'll just go from there so a little bit more real talk to to end the show.
1: Love it. Love it. Well, awesome. Um, from American Josh to Canadian Josh, thank you so much for being <laughs> on our podcast. Um, my pleasure.
2: Where, where can people find you? Yeah. The, the best place is Solopreneurgrind.com. Make sure to spell solopreneur, right? P R E N E U R, uh, grind.com. You can find everything there. My podcast, my blog links to my vlogs as well. Uh, would love it if you join my email list. You can just click join in the top right corner. Every Friday, I send I send an email. It's like three four hundred words with takeaways from the week and things I'm thinking about about business. So uh, I don't have a product or service to sell. There's no spamming, none of that stuff. You can unsubscribe at any time. And yeah, if you if you have any questions or want to reach out, I respond to all the emails. And if you mentioned you heard me on this podcast, and I you know happy to answer questions or chat or Anything, anything you like. Excellent. I can vouch for him checking his email. He responded to me so quickly. It surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm OCD with a few things. One of them is email. Inbox zero. Oh, 100%. 100%. I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely an inbox zero type. So uh, I will definitely get back to you uh, if you send me an email. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Josh. Thanks again, Josh and Chell. Really appreciate it. It was great chatting with you.
1: It's time for a recap.
0: One, find a niche.
1: Two, create value for people and solve people's problems.
0: Three, consider hiring a business coach if you can afford it.
1: And that's a wrap on episode 19. We'll be back next week. Website and show notes are at www.unstuck.institute.
0: Remember to follow us on Instagram at unstuck.institute. And if you love our podcast and would like to help us out, please leave us a review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It really helps out the show a lot. For instructions on how to leave a review, go to our website, unstuck.institute.
1: We'll talk to you next week when we'll be talking about God only knows.
0: <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. What are you going <laughs> about?
1: <laughs> that was smooth. That
2: was uh, that was fun.